0: Good morning, it is Monday, January 15th, five minutes after 11 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So President Biden had a short message for Taiwan after its election of a new president on Saturday. He said, we do not support independence. This after a guy who goes by the name William Keeping the ruling party, one the Democratic Progressive Party, for the third straight term in Taiwan,
1: isn't this crazy? So, so Biden comes out. There's this election, and it's they're going to continue with the kind of the status quo, and which means you know Taiwan obviously pressing for independence, et cetera, mm-hmm. in their very fractured relationship with China, and so you have you have a country in the United States who is spending billions of dollars that we don't have, so we're printing the money, which is driving inflation, et cetera, to supposedly promote democracy, Mm -hmm. whatever that means, in Ukraine, with no accountability whatsoever, and then you have a country in Taiwan who desperately wants to be free of obligations, rule, uh, lording over by China, and we supposedly, supposedly, chuckle, chuckle, hate everything china stands for so all these people want in taiwan is recognition from the u.s government and we won't give it to them in the name of democracy but yet in in ukraine we will send hundreds of billions of dollars in the name of democracy does that make any sense to anyone
0: no um and it just tells you where president biden is with china
1: right totally beholden to them totally afraid of them perhaps
0: Mm. It sounds like it, because for him to say they don't support independence, and and keep in mind, this is an island nation that's been self-governed for nearly three quarters of a century
1: yeah and 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 so again and i'm not saying necessarily that we should come out and instantly say yeah you know because obviously the one china policy is china's concern and taiwan's desire to break away and be identified as having broke away by governments across the world from the one china policy to recognize taiwan as you know an, an independent nation I'm not saying that for global stability that that's necessarily the right move to run out and do. However, what I am saying is you are a total hypocrite if you're willing to spend hundreds of billions of dollars to fight a war in the name of democracy. And all you have to do here is go, yeah, you guys are independent. We recognize that. And they won't do it. No. These two things cannot both be true that we're obsessed with spreading democracy across the globe and then all we have to do for free is just say yeah you guys are that and we won't do it
0: he's speaking out of both sides of his mouth because biden met with xi jinping back in november and he said we made it clear china should not interfere with taiwan's election and okay so they don't do that they have this election they have an independent party and then biden comes out and says we don't support your independence.
1: And you can't say, well, we're very concerned. Which about- is it? Yeah, well, you can't say you're very concerned about global stability because you, America, have mm-hmm. created global instability in the- with, the- with the continued involvement with the Ukraine and Russia. So you don't get to say that either. It is very clear that the U.S. government, Biden, whatever, b- remains incredibly beholden and subservient to the Chinese. And they are not actually serious about democracy or promoting freedom across the globe. And this little endeavor in the Ukraine is exactly what we said it is. It is just an excuse to prop up the military industrial complex without actually having to put boots on the ground. These people are complete liars and hypocrites, all of them.
0: So the U.S. announced that we would be sending an unofficial delegation to Taiwan after they conducted their election.
1: What does that mean, an unofficial? See, this stupid word salad, Mm -hmm. Casey, pisses people off. You're sending people there. You're sending people there because why? You support them. But you, it's this continued word sound. Oh, it's an unofficial delegation. Mm-hmm. It's a da 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 da
0: Just say it. And we have an unofficial relationship with them as right? well.
1: We give them weapons. Yeah. So which I is it? I think, Casey, if you are sending things that can blow other people up to a country, you have a relationship with them. Does that make me an unreasonable person to come to that conclusion? Nope.
0: Well, and even Anthony Blinken, the Secretary of State, said that they've demonstrated the strength of their robust democratic system and electoral process. Yet, we won't recognize you because okay. they can't.
1: The, the because it's not what China wants. Unbelievable.
0: Okay, so you mentioned Ukraine, right? And here's what Joe Biden said about that. Well if my if Republican colleagues don't fund Ukraine, they're gonna have an awful lot of capacity from So he said if my Republican colleagues don't fund Ukraine, they're gonna have an awful lot to pay for.
1: What what does that mean? Well you what are you gonna do, Grandpa? What? <laughs>
0: Yeah, threatening. What are they going to have to pay for?
1: Isn't it amazing, too, how Ukraine has totally disappeared as a front-line story, and yet... We were told that if the republicans didn't just continue to mm-hmm. endlessly fund ukraine remember mitch mcconnell famously uh at the end of 2022 when he chopped the house's legs out from under them not that they would have done anything anyway but said we're doing this because ukraine is the most important thing to the, the most important thing his words exactly mm-hmm. to republicans in the senate and yet unwavering support has not occurred in over the last six months and Is anybody paying a political price for it? No, because the people don't care. People at large don't care. You know what they care about? The price of food, Mm -hmm. the price of gas, three million people flooding across the southern border, the price to heat their home, being able to afford rent. Those are the things people care about. And isn't it amazing and telling that those things are not number one to the Republicans in the Senate? Ukraine was number one to the Republicans in the Senate. The only place that Ukraine is number one is to the bureaucrats and elected people in Washington, D.C.
0: OK, so you mentioned the price of food. We know that uh, overall inflation is up 18 percent. Food is up more than 30 percent. But but if you ask Representative Jamie Raskin, he's going to tell you that the economy is doing great.
1: The economy is going great under president biden we've added 14 million jobs it's been 4% inflation or less for 23 months now um and so why do they want to try to wreck the economy i don't get it
0: Who is they, by the way? And inflation, he's lying. Uh, Inflation has averaged 5.7% under Biden. That's more than double uh, than uh, under the last four presidents.
1: Well, uh, okay. so Jamie Raskin, first of all, he's a congressman from, I believe it's Maryland. Um, And they, they are stuck on, they being the Democrats, are stuck on this narrative, which is such a loser to me that things are going really well. I mean, it's like every day we come in here and talk about this, it just blows my mind that their strategy, and it is clear that is the strategy because they've not wavered on it, they're not getting off it. When everybody's saying the same thing, it's obvious people have talking points, things are really good, and you're just too stupid Mm -hmm. to realize it. And it, it, it really does show you how out of touch these people are, that let's say it had been 4%. Let's just say it had been, it hasn't, but let's say it has. The average person's wages are not growing by 4%. So even if it is 4%, you're taking some sort of bizarro victory lap over people's buying power being diluted on a daily basis. And the other weird thing, and this shows how stupid and how much disdain they have for the American people, they continue to post up this narrative about these 14 million jobs Jobs. or whatever the number is. Yeah, these jobs were not created. You took the jobs from people and then just told the people you can start hiring people back. You, the government, took it via the shutdowns, the lockdowns, mm-hmm. the mandates, etc., and they think people are not going to notice and go, oh my gosh, all these jobs that just came out of the look job at all these
0: jobs. We didn't have these. Uh, okay, so yeah, we're working full-time hours, but we can't afford full-time things and keep this in mind when Biden took office, the average monthly mortgage payment was about $1,200 and now it sits at twenty three fifty per month, so almost doubled.
1: Uh, uh, r- r- just real quick before we uh, before we move off of this, I do wonder at what point because clearly it is the Democrats have failed miserably. Everybody knew that. Everybody expected that. But what are the Republicans offering you that? you say this is going to fix
0: this is a better
1: like what have the republicans in the house done over the past what has it been now it's been 12 12 months mm-hmm. what have they done that you would say they really get it and they're going to be markedly different and so my question is is this the year and i'm not saying robert f kennedy jr is the answer but is this the year that at least maybe on a presidential level that some sort of third party person who can speak normal and act normal and raise money and actually get on the ballot in these states is this the year that and i'm not under the delusion that this person's going to win but can pull you know something measurable something that wakes people up something that grabs attention so you know a 15% number because at what point do you say my goodness th- th- these parties as a collective suck mm-hmm. both of them on just about <laughs> everything.
0: And when you thought that Mike Johnson, the new Speaker of the House, was actually going to do something.
1: Oh, I didn't. Oh, don't, he, don't start that he, here, Casey. He, you
0: didn't believe that message? That oh, you work right. here. Is there, Casey, at any point, <laughs> will you find
1: a recording of me saying, I think Mike Johnson's going to do an excellent job. He's our
0: guy. He can do it. Well, he's not. And you mentioned uh, RFKJ. He uh, came out and he said he's going to give a civics lesson to the American people by pardoning Julian Assange and Edward Snowden on his first day office. Okay, let's talk about Rand Paul really quick. He called for Dr. Fauci to be sent to prison over dishonesty on how COVID started. He is not letting up.
1: Good. Now he's never going to get that, and I think people look at that. And that's sort of the thing with like Rand Paul and then his his dad before him where it's like they have a lot of great ideas, but there's just no way to make those come to fruition. I mean, what is he? how is he going to put Anthony Fauci in jail? What's he going to do?
0: Especially when he's the only one banging that drum.
1: Absolutely. Let's say you get the Senate next year, which is a 50-50 proposition. I'm sure the Republicans will find a way to screw that up. You don't have 50 actual Republicans in there, and you don't certainly have 50 people who are outside the Washington bubble enough to actually do something bold on Fauci and look at the House of Representatives. That's a train wreck. 50-50 shot whether you keep that one, too. How are you going to do that? Again, the blanket statement, great idea, agree with him totally, but there's no no blueprint for that action.
0: So the Government Accountability Office found that the National Institute of Health had contributed more than $1.4 million to Chinese research institutions between 2014 and 2019. But here is Dr. Fauci admitting that the COVID vaccines cause myocarditis, particularly in young men.
1: Again, we have experience with this type of vaccine in billions of people. It's a safe vaccine. Of course, with the mRNA, there's a very, very, very low risk, particularly in young men, of getting a myocarditis. But if you look at the risk of myocarditis, from COVID itself is greater than the risk of the vaccine.
0: That was three varies, by the way. Very, 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 very low risk. In case
1: the first one didn't register with you.
0: Right, but he's admitting it now, something that he never did before. Sure. It is 18 minutes after 11. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. 21 after 11 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. That was kind of appropriate considering what we're going to talk oh. about now. Donald Trump waxing poetic about Al Capone. He was doing that at a rally and this comes oh just gosh. days after he was shouting out Sammy the Bull. Is this because everybody has been celebrating the 25th anniversary of the Sopranos?
1: I don't know if that's... I, I know Hammer had recently watched all the way through. Now, I watched them when they were on originally. I don't Mm -hmm. think I've gone back and watched any of them since they went off the air. Did we get that clip I sent you of Sammy the Bull Mm -hmm. Gravano? Do we have that? It's in this segment. Okay, very good. Um, Because this is absolutely fabulous. You know, the big thing about Trump, he's corrupt, he's on the take, he's this, he's that. So Sammy the Bull Gravano, for those of you who don't know, uh, very famously, the uh, henchman, the the main guy, the the, you need something done, you go to Sammy the Bull for John Gotti and killed countless people. He very famously took down Gotti when he turned state's evidence and Sammy the Bull uh, then later went into witness protection program, in the witness protection program. He doesn't do, I think he violated his parole, which is why he's not in witness protection anymore. So he just basically is like, dude, all the people from Meyer are dead now. So mm-hmm. if they get me, they get me. But he does, a. he had a podcast for a while. He does all sorts of interviews now. And he gave, he was asked or was talking about, what it was like to try to try to corrupt or swing Donald Trump mm-hmm. at the height of the Gotti administration. Well, and
0: the one thing he said was that Donald Trump is incorruptible. Yeah,
1: this is... This is in, just, they tried to get him. Yeah. It, look, Sammy the Bull is, if nothing, has spilled the beans on everyone. And he has no problem telling you all the stuff he did and what other people did. He has absolutely no reason whatsoever to lie about this. Listen to his description of Donald Trump. Actually, try to press up on Trump, but you could never get to him. Yeah. Because he had ex FBI agents all around him?
0: All the time. And I tried a couple of times to press him and make arrangements where I could work with him and earn with him. I did that with other big contractors. I had the power of the unions. I could
1: do all kinds of little things, but I couldn't get to him. He wouldn't bite. He just wouldn't bite. He he didn't want to do anything like that. And there was layers
0: of people in the middle. One of my guys said, we'll go up to the office. I said, we'll go up to the office. Everybody around him is an ex-FBI agent. We'll go up the office, we'll get cuffed, and we'll go right to prison. So forget (laughs) about Trump. He's a legitimate guy. He don't want to do it. Forget about Trump.
1: Yeah. Everything the left accuses Trump of doing is what they actually did. Have you noticed that? Mm -hmm. Time and time- and time again.
0: Yeah, the accusation is actually the confession.
1: The uh, accusation, yes, you're right. The accusation of Trump is actually Joe Biden.
0: It's the confession. Yep. Yes, exactly. 100%. That's it, and that's why they have to manufacture things on Donald Trump, and that is also why Washington hates him. Yeah, so much. You're right. Because even Sammy the Bull says that he is clean. Okay, so the uh, former writer, creator of The Sopranos has come out and he's been criticizing streaming services and executives and said that TV is dumb now and it's just getting dumber.
1: There is a lot less anticipation with television um, because so many of these programs, you can get them... I think it's two things. One, there's so many options now, and there's so many programs. And two, mm-hmm. you, in many cases, get them and cons- consume them all at once. Like I, uh, I was went back in uh, over Christmas break since I had 93 consecutive days did not come to work. Mm-hmm. I rewatched the TV show The Shield, which I think is probably that, and 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 uh, Hill Street Blues and uh, NYPD Blue are probably the three best cop dramas of all time and I was watching this and my wife would come in and she'd start watching a little bit of it with me and it went off the air in 2008 was the last season and I was telling her she got really into it and I said she said man this show's really good Well, you're watching them one after another Mm -hmm. I said now think about when these were on in real time you had to wait a week in between each one all these cliffhangers and you'd have to wait a week and then when the season would end you'd have to wait a whole another year yeah like that just this stuff doesn't exist anymore and so i think part of it is we don't appreciate good television anymore because we don't have to work for good television Mm -hmm. like we used to have to work for it
0: yeah the anticipation isn't there it's like there's no christmas morning yeah it's you got the next high right away if you want it it's just how much time do you have to put into it
1: and there's so many options too It used to be there was sort of a centralized, now there were many channels and they had different shows, but there was a centralized, if you were to say to somebody, hey, Seinfeld, there was a good chance that person saw and knew exactly what you were talking about. Even take something less popular than Seinfeld, yet widely watched. Uh, NYPD Blue is a great example. There was a period of time where that show was popular enough, where if you talked about something Dennis Franz did on NYPD Blue, there was a decent chance the person that you were talking to, you know, knew mm-hmm. w- what you what you were talking about. There's so many shows now, and network television just sucks. I mean, it's just it's it's awful. That I just don't. I don't think people clamor for. Or pr- other than Yellowstone, there's no active show that I am watching right now. Not a single solitary show other than Yellowstone, mm-hmm. and that's just because now I and I, I didn't even watch that in real time. I binge watched them all because they show up on Peacock after right. the season, mm-hmm. and now I just want to know how how they end it because Kevin Costner's. You're leaving.
0: even late to the game on that one. Yeah, yeah, and it's
1: like that. because you can be. I cannot think of the, the last show I watched in real time mm-hmm. was The Americans, and that was. Well, heck that was seven or eight years ago that that was on I' have not wa- actively watched a television show in seven or eight years and
0: it leads to the lack of a communal experience it used to be you'd yeah. go into work the next day and everybody's talking about the same show nobody's doing that anymore with the exception of sports and the occasional news story yeah and David Chase from the soprano says we're going backwards and where we used to be TV's dumb and getting dumber
1: I would I would agree and we talked to Brian Baker about this mm-hmm. a little bit about I mean there's just t- there's two much and this you've seen this with the decline of the streaming services how they you know kind of shot out like a rocket and now you're seeing different streaming services either disappear or talk about consolidation or paring back what they do because there's just too there's too much stuff too much to confess did
0: you uh did you see what happened in chicago on friday at chicago stadium during the ring of honor ceremony yes
1: do you want to talk about that when we come back
0: yeah let's do that it's kendall and casey on 93 wibc 11.35, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Rob, the question for you, you mentioned it earlier. Uh, Whenever we talk about Eric Holcomb for the rest of the year, the rest of his term, what are you going to do?
1: Uh, What am I going to do, Casey? I've said so many egregious, highly... You're, you said you were going <laughs>
0: to... Boo! <laughs> oh, yeah. Boo, sir! i just like on the list of things that I'd like to do. Or I,
1: you know, Casey, sometimes I'm just freewheeling on this show. Yes. Are you ready? Say it mm-hmm. again.
0: What are you going to do for the rest of his term when we mention Eric Holcomb? Boo. There we go. Well, that's the same thing they did over the weekend in Chicago at Chicago Stadium Friday. It was during the Ring of Honor ceremony for the 1995 and 1996 Bulls. Bulls team. They were honoring Jerry Krause, the former general manager, and he died in 2017. So the guy wasn't even there, but his widow was. Yeah. (laughs) And the crowd kind of gave a bit of a bad reaction.
1: Okay. I'm torn on this, Casey, because you know my rules. So Jerry Krause was the general manager Mm -hmm. who put together the Chicago Bulls dynasty of the 1990s. Mm -hmm. He, however, and look, this Last Dance documentary really inflamed this for a kind of a, a reminded people and then kind of got a new generation fired up about this, uh, about Jordan. He, Jordan doesn't like him. Pippa doesn't like him. Rodman doesn't like him. None of the bull. Like, he broke up that dynasty because Phil Jackson doesn't like him, who's the coach, because he kind of was like, look, I'm bigger than this. I can put this team back together. I can recreate this dynasty. And if you believe the last dance, now, again, this is 25 years, 20, whatever it was, 22 years at the time down the road. These guys now make it look like we'd love to have played together forever. Mm -hmm. I don't think that was it at all. I think Jordan had kind of made his mind up and Scottie Pippen wanted to be his own guy, et cetera, et cetera. But if you take them at their word, they led you to believe that they wanted to keep playing and winning championships and he broke it up. Okay, so 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 there's a lot of people who have ill feelings about about Jerry Krause. Right. And, okay, so I'm torn on this because on one hand, well, first of all, he put the team together. No Jerry Krause, no Bulls dynasty to begin with. He did break the team up, which pisses a lot of people off. And the wife is there, and so you got to have some sympathy for the wife. However, you know my view, Casey. I know.
0: Treat him how you did in life, the same in death.
1: Right. Like, if you loved the guy, sure. If you didn't like him, if it it was something that left a sour taste in your mouth forever and ever, then boo the you-know-what out of him. Mm -hmm. However... I would look at it as you would have never had those memories without him. Without him, so did he make a mistake? Yes. Was Krauss a controversial and unlikable guy throughout much of his tenure? Yes. But yeah, I, I just don't. I mean, it's like it's like the I view this like I view the Ricketts family for the Cubs. Mm-hmm. The Ricketts family bought the Cubs from the Tribune Company, and they built a World Series winner. It has become abundantly clear, though, in the aftermath of the Cubs winning the World Series, that the Ricketts family views the Cubs as a cash cow. And they've been more interested in in the development of Wrigley Field and around Wrigley Field than the team on the field and the money they're putting into that team. That pisses me off. I don't watch the Cubs anymore because I'm so mad about it. But I also recognize had the Ricketts family never bought the Cubs, they never would have had that World Series because the Tribune Company was incapable of putting a a franchise together that could win that World Series. They owned the team for whatever it was, 30-plus years or whatever it was, 40-plus years, nearly 40, 30 years. It doesn't matter. Anyway, my point is – so I, I'm i conflicted on that. And if Tom Ricketts were to walk out in front of me, I wouldn't go, boo! <laughs> I'd just be pissed off and not watch the games anymore. So-
0: I don't know. I, I kind of feel like, you know what, he, he was inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame. They were there to honor him. It was part of the ring of honor and to highlight the good things he did, like put that dream team together. And as you said, I you know, Michael Jordan... He was done. He wanted to move on. Scottie Pippen wanted to do his own thing. Rodman probably wasn't going to say he was moving on doing covers of magazines anyway. And all good things have to come to an end at some point. So the fans are going to make Jerry Cross the fall guy for that? Now, I guess you... they had to blame somebody, right? Now,
1: let's ask the expert. Your husband is the world's biggest Chicago Bulls Michael Jordan fan. How did he feel about it? I'm mm-hmm. sure he gave you an earful about this over the weekend.
0: Um, you know what? He, he was... He he was kind of like, yeah, it's not something you want to do with the widow sitting there. But he
1: hates Krause. Or he does. Oh, but I know. I've had this conversation been, with him. I
0: I think he would have been more respectful. Yeah, well,
1: that that's the thing. He right? doesn't.
0: I don't think he subscribes to the treat him in death the same way you treat him in life. Like the the guy's gone. Like let him rest in peace. Well, and it was point.
1: honoring the team in general, right? And what are you going to do? Act like the guy who put the team together wasn't? I mean, he did put that team. He did go get Dennis Rodman. He did make the the draft trade for Scottie Pippen. uh, obviously Michael Jordan was drafted before he got there but he did put all those great players around him because people forget pre-1991 Michael Jordan was just a really good player who went out early in the playoffs a whole bunch Mm -hmm. that team that Krause put together twice he did it twice before the first time and then Jordan quit and then came back and he Mm -hmm. did it again he was the, the head guy through all of that yeah I'm with you on that I would take the good memories over the bad ones. But if you feel strongly about it, don't sugarcoat it.
0: Yeah. Okay. so ahead of the Iowa caucuses, CBS News polling found out that all three of the top contenders, Trump, DeSantis and Nikki Haley, all beginning with a lead over President Biden in a potential November matchup. The shocking part is that Nikki Haley has the largest lead of all. So it's going down tonight in Iowa. And of course, we'll keep you updated tomorrow with Kendall and Casey. Spirit Airlines in the news with an interesting story, and we're going to share that with you coming up. You want to join the Mile High Club? (laughs) What would your reaction be? It's on the way from 93 WIBC. WIBC. It is the Kendall and Casey show. My name is Casey and Rob is here. I don't know if you saw this story. The FBI investigating a Spirit Airlines passenger who allegedly, and the keyword here is allegedly, asked a flight attendant to join the Mile High Club. Oh, is that wrong? Um, I don't think you're supposed to do that because this guy is now facing. Uh, criminal charges for interfering with flight crew members.
1: (laughs) Okay, okay. okay. And I'm not saying you would know this. Right, And and, you know, I've Maybe I
0: do, maybe I don't.
1: I've been a part of many clubs. I don't know, it
0: depends. How (laughs) you want to go out today?
1: (laughs) (laughs) On a high note? I'm asking you, Casey, because, uh, well, I've been a part of many clubs. Mm -hmm. Uh, I do not fly, so, you know, I've never been a part of this club. Yeah. Is it the fact that he- asked her Mm -hmm. or is it the fact that he wanted to do it on the airplane? Like if you were to go to the the stewardess or the flight attendant or whatever we're calling them these days and say... You are so (laughs) well-assembled, and I would enjoy some interpersonal relations with you. highly inappropriate. I'm staying at the Days Inn, room 246. Uh Is that the thing that got him in trouble, or is that he proposed doing it on the airplane? It's
0: that he proposed doing it on the airplane, because he's not only uh, charged with uh, interfering with the flight crew members, he's also being charged with uh, sexually harassing and assaulting. At one point, this guy was laying on the floor on the plane. and. Everybody is saying, yeah, he had a few cocktails, multiple alcoholic shots Uh to, quote, calm his nerves prior to the flight. (laughs) This was the first time this guy has ever flown. He was going Uh from somewhere in Kentucky to Orlando. Yeah, Guys from Detroit, how he got from Detroit to Kentucky to fly to Florida, don't know. But my real question about this entire incident is not that he did it, not that he was crass, not that it's inappropriate where did he think he was going to do this right there in the aisle where they're going to go back into that small little bathroom uh-huh. at one point he also tried to get into the cockpit saying like he wanted to meet the pilots like dude <laughs> nobody <laughs> wants to have relations with you on this flight
1: okay okay so um it sounds like and then now you've told me the intricate details of the altercation in question it's it is not just that he looked at uh, a pretty lady and and said i must get to know more about this woman yeah. it was not like a you know a dan fogelberg song <laughs> It was. He was highly inebriated and uh-huh. did all sorts of inappropriate things. Sure. That just happened to be one of them. And it wasn't like he did it from the confines of his seat, like, here's my phone number or the room I'm staying at. He was causing a scene. Yeah. And so they're just throwing things on at this point because one place you should not mis- misbehave- Is on an airplane. Is on an airplane. Well, uh,
0: people do it all the time, unfortunately. okay it's so flying really fun.
1: Follow-up question on this. <laughs> is now the act of the interpersonal relations on an airplane- mm-hmm. If both uh, partners are consenting, if somebody were to know, could that also get you... A felonious charge of some sort.
0: I would think so. Wouldn't that be like indecent exposure, or you know? But you're not exposing
1: yourself anyway. You're in the you're in the bathroom. <laughs>
0: endangerment to the public. Who are you endangering? I don't know. I guess if nobody knows, there's not a problem. You just keep it down in there, right? Uh, but why would you want to? That it, seems to me like the most uncomfortable place you could possibly engage in that sort of activity.
1: No, I've never actually used a bathroom on an airplane. It's they not are fun. They are relatively small? Very small. Uh-huh. There's
0: no running water. Oh.
1: So how do you wash your hands? <laughs>
0: exactly. Well, I mean, there's running water, but it's from the tank. It's oh, in the plane. It's, I see. I don't know. The whole thing just grosses me out. The guy uh, could receive a maximum penalty of up to 20 years in prison and now Homeland Security and the U.S. <laughs> Marshal Service are all investigating
1: Okay, it. so but a follow-up question here, Casey.
0: <laughs> you, Yeah.
1: How did, like, the crazy plane lady then skadoodle out with Without any charges, I mean, okay, this guy misbehaved on an airplane. Clearly, behaved very inappropriate. Uh-huh. Uh, throw the book at him. Yeah, uh, but how then th- does the crazy plane lady?
0: Get nothing? Yeah. The I'm telling you right Right. now, lady? Well, she wasn't uh, trying to have sex with everybody. She was trying to get off the flight.
1: So you can cause a stir and you can cause an incident Mm -hmm. and you can accuse people of not being real and you can freak the heck out of all the passengers. Yeah. But as long as you don't slip a a room number or (laughs) a a phone number or a hand somewhere, (laughs) you're okay. You're okay. It
0: seems like it. Also, another story, a woman who... Who took O O O Zampic?
1: Okay, so that is a weight. Is that that is a is well? People use it for weight loss.
0: It's it's designed to help people with type two diabetes. Okay,
1: but but it has been it has been common. It appears in recent years that this drug is being used, mm-hmm. probably not for its intended purpose, which people are using it for a. For weight loss. Dramatic weight loss. Yeah, uh,
0: a lot of celebrities have been using it. Sharon Osbourne has outright admitted that she's using it for weight loss. That's have, have not you, what it's designed for.
1: Have you ever done anything because a celebrity did it?
0: Um, mm, I No, not really. Have
1: you ever seen a celebrity... Uh, I'm trying to think
0: like I might have bought a makeup product or um styled an outfit similar to something that was trendy at the time that was started by a celebrity, but
1: Because here at WIBC we obviously do endorsements and our audience because we're a part of their daily lives and mm-hmm. we actually in many cases interact personally with our audience, mm-hmm. they, if we say, hey, these guys are great, th- they're going to give them a shot and give them a, an opportunity because they trust us. But I'm saying in a celebrity who you've never met or have no ability to interact with right. or whatever, have you ever bought something because they were like, oh yeah, you should totally do that. No,
0: but I have, you know what I have done? A oh. hairstyle. You remember when mm-hmm. um, Jennifer Aniston from Friends, mm-hmm. and she had the Rachel haircut yeah. many, many years ago. Mm-hmm. That was very popular. I think a lot of women tried that. I had that haircut. At one point, based off of hers, but it wasn't Got any because she... of that? probably, yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't because she said do your hair like mine. In fact, I don't think she actually enjoyed having people have her hair cut. Uh, but no, I've never tried a product because somebody endorsed it.
1: I don't think, as a grown adult, mm-hmm. I've ever bought something because a celebrity. And again, I'm not talking about people that I might have some sort of you know engagement with or know or to trust or whatever. I'm talking about like a national celebrity. The last, as a child, obviously I did. I remember buying the Dennis Rodman shoes that mm-hmm. t- uh, tied up from the side. I remember oh, yeah. buying the Larry Johnson shoes that had the gel in the back. I was also uh, eight and thirteen years old at the mm-hmm. time which Uh is a little bit different than being 40 and doing something because, oh, my goodness, Jimmy Fallon said I should totally do this. So
0: you would never buy, like, the Atkins bar uh, because Rob Lowe said you should do this?
1: (laughs) Don't you see those commercials Mm -hmm. and say, there's no way that's how he looks that way? He's still beautiful. I mean, he is very well. (laughs) Now, he's had tons of work.
0: Has he? This is your world,
1: Casey. You had an in-style show. Uh
0: Uh-huh. Well, you know what, uh, Chad Lowe. Actually, I, I who knew Chad Lowe, his younger p- his younger brother. No, I, he has a brother. Yeah, he does.
1: Is uh, he an act? Was this guy like a b yeah. a b actor? Yes, or some he was. Sort? Yeah, no I, I,
0: kidding. I, I knew him growing up. Actually, I had a friend
1: who did. Wait, him. so this is is this the same group with Kirk uh, Cur- Herbstreit <laughs> no, and Susie? What's her name? No, Jenny Ruby. Jenny Ruby. No.
0: Uh, di- well, for those, for those close for those, but different.
1: Well, for those who don't know, we're just
0: name dropping. Well, this morning, aren't we?
1: Casey in high school uh-huh. had a huge crush. <laughs> On <laughs> Kirk Herb Street, they went to school together. They
0: did not have a, a crush and, on him. And
1: Kirk had to choose between mm-hmm. Casey and Sally, whatever her <laughs> name Jenny is. Jenny Ruby and uh-huh. and Jenny Ruby. Uh-huh. And ultimately, uh, it appeared Jenny may have been more up for giving kirk a good time what, i don't know it's your needs. friend i don't know i just i just meant you know more, they were more compatible get that, your mind out of the gutter casey uh-huh.
0: no that's i i kirk was just i think more interested in her he didn't even know who i was he oh. did not even barely know i existed well, casey
1: the story doesn't work nearly as well if you're gonna out <laughs> yourself i mean you're supposed to play ball wait a second chat so you knew rob lowe's brother Chadlow, Yeah. How? Well, because he dated another friend. Oh, of course. <laughs> Did you try to date Rob Lowe's brother? Like no. you tried to date Kirk Herbstreit? No,
0: I should have tried to date Rob Lowe. That would have been fun. But I want to get back to this Ozampic story if we could. <laughs> Nobody cares about started. the Ozampic story, Casey. Yeah. You're, you almost dated
1: multiple <laughs> celebrities in your life. That's what people want to know about. You know what, Rob? I am
0: a celebrity <laughs> in my life. People want to date me now. And on that note, we're going to wrap it up. We off. don't even <laughs> know what <laughs> happened with the Ozampic <laughs> well, story. You don't want to know you'll
1: save it for tomorrow
0: <laughs> okay thank you rob thank you kevin and thank you for listening today tony katz is up next this has been kendall and casey on 93 wibc